2: This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today.
1: Welcome to the Paddle and Fam Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as the angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. for noob segment i'm your host ryan we got co-host sean hey what's up guys and today we have a country music singer slash uh, bass angler slash youtuber we got mr jl folks or road angler tv welcome to the show
3: hey great to be here
1: um so you know we've we follow each other on Instagram and stuff, and you know, we, you live pretty close to me. You're originally from Florida, correct? Uh,
3: originally, I'm from South Carolina. Oh, okay. I, I moved down to Florida like eight or nine years ago, and then I just moved here to Nashville like six months ago.
1: Okay, yeah. sweet. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, I got interested in you because you fish a lot of the same areas that I like to fish, mm-hmm. and uh, and so yeah. How about, you know, instead of me trying to tell everybody who you are and everything, (laughs) why don't I let you introduce yourself and tell people who you are, what you do, and all that good stuff.
3: Okay, cool. Well, my name's JL Folks. I was uh, born and raised in Greenville, South Carolina for 21 years, and I've been playing music professionally since I was 13. Well, professionally for 10 years, but I've been playing guitar and everything since I was 13, and fishing since i was probably that young or younger but uh didn't get serious into like bass fishing and stuff until i uh moved down to florida and i was living with a buddy of mine who had a lake in his backyard and i went out there one day and just like tossed the grub like i'm a jig and pulled up a peacock bass and i I had never seen a fish like that before and i'm like whoa this is freaking awesome so i kind of discovered like this really awesome fishery in my backyard and then I kind of I fell in love with like kayak fishing shortly after that so I combined like you know like the fishing in my backyard like my friends taking me down the river in South Carolina and I just kind of like at that point in my life I was kind of like searching for a new outlet because like all I was doing was just playing music like every day and I was I was looking for something and I discovered, like, kayak fishing, and that was kind of, like, my new outlet, and I I love it, and I started, like, a YouTube channel where I use my own original music in the videos, and then I just go out and try to catch fish and stuff, so try to film my adventures.
1: Sounds awesome. Yep. (laughs) Yep.
3: I tell
1: everybody I'm living the dream. I get to play music and fish every day. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it sounds nice. I uh, I once aspired to be a musician myself, but I always sucked. Same way I suck at fishing. So <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I I relate to you on that end too because you know I love music and. You know I, I play a little bit of guitar. I try to sing a little bit, not not as much anymore, but I used to be pretty into it. so you being into music and fishing, you know that that really grasped my attention. that's cool. Um, so you you tour and you know i you take your kayak with you everywhere you go on tour
3: yeah, you know it it depends like if if I'm going through like the Carolinas or like Georgia where like vibe kayaks is like I'll take my kayak with me or they'll have one there and stuff but sometimes like I if it's a if it's like a long tour if I'm going for like a month or so then I don't bring the kayak I usually borrow people's or I just bring a bunch of rods and stuff with me but uh yeah I mean at, at this point I've, I've fished in Texas Florida the Carolinas Boston Tennessee I think a few other states so I'm trying to trying to get around and discovering it's it's different everywhere I go. So, Boston
1: has like, bass fishing. Where? <laughs> said, Boston has bass uh, fishing. <laughs> yeah, you know
3: it's funny. Like that was uh, one of the first like videos I did for rooting where TV was up there. It was like a lake and it was like spring going into summer, and I went out there and threw like a worm. I caught like a four or five pound bass, like first few casts, uh- <laughs> like. So I was like really surprised by that, but yeah.
1: So where's the favorite, your favorite place that you've fished so far?
3: You know, it's, it's, it's cool because, you know, like I was fishing in Florida for so long, probably for about, like, I didn't get serious in the fishing until like a few years ago. Like I had always fished with like, you know, my dad growing up and stuff, but like when I discovered that lake in my backyard, that's when I kind of like really like went gung ho on it, you know? but um so like i really doubt into like how like you fish in florida and you know moving here to tennessee is a totally different fishery so it's like going from like one extreme to the other because like when you go down to florida you know you got tons of vegetation and like tons of like different areas you know like there's a bass there you know you just look yeah. at it you now and like here when i moved here i just like there's just like a ton of rocks and like no vegetation. You know, so I was like, like totally different, you know. And down there, you're like, you're fishing for like peacock bass and stuff, and then like here, you're fishing for smallmouth, so which are like totally different. But they both like fight the same, like it's really cool. So
1: yeah, I really uh, like
3: the two different worlds, you know. It's, but I think I really like fishing here in Tennessee the most so far. But I think as far as kayak bass fishing, I think the best day is probably Texas. They've got like the best rivers, like unbelievable.
1: Yeah, one one of the uh, other show hosts, Justin Nichols, he's been he's out in Texas and he's been pulling out some big bass lately.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got friends out there; they're pulling out like ten pounders all the time. You know, they just throw big swim baits, and you know they don't get a whole lot of smallmouth and stuff. So it's just like big bass out there. Yeah. Big, you, you just got, mount. like, pristine, like, crystal clear, especially, like, on a kayak, like, you got, like, these fun rapids you can just, like, hit all the time. And it's only, like, a few feet deep. You know, it's not like you're going to get sucked under some rock or something. Well,
1: see, I, I was going to say something when you're comparing Florida to Tennessee. Florida, from what I've heard, is, like, a lot of shallow water, ain't it?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Where we got a little bit deeper water. Yeah,
3: around. you know, that, that was another thing, because, like, in Florida you know i fish in my kayak and you don't need like a fish finder you know it's pretty shallow everywhere you go so if you're tossing like a swim bait in, like six feet of water you know they're gonna nail it you know but here like i'm especially in the winter time like i've noticed like you know, i need i need to get fish finder you know to figure out where <laughs> these fish are at because there's like fish like out on like percy priest and stuff's like you know they went deep like this winter and I, like i don't know how deep maybe like 50 feet i don't know but uh i was trying to find a most it was, it was tough but but now like spring i'm starting to really like figure it out again so
2: yeah that's, that's about the way i am yeah you mentioned uh, vibe kayaks is that what you fish out of or what are you fishing out yeah of
3: yeah i fish out of them i'm, I'm on their protein too okay cool yeah
1: yeah you got a uh seaghost 111 and uh what is the yellowfin 120 is that right
3: yeah i got the uh seaghost 110 and the uh yellowfin 120 and then i've got like i got one yellowfin 100 down in florida and then i got another one coming from my girlfriend
2: <laughs>
1: nice so,
3: but uh trying to get on the new shearwater water pretty soon
1: yeah i know a lot of people are right now a lot of people you yeah. know, the whole coronavirus and everything has really delayed that. Yeah, that,
3: and, that really hit them hard, too. You know, like, parts and stuff, like, coming from different places and everything. It's, yeah. I screwed a lot of things up, but.
1: but... Yeah, so, you mentioned that you don't have a fish finder, and, and I've noticed that in your YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and that's made me kind of interested with you traveling around a lot, hitting all these different bodies of water, like it's got to make it harder to break down those bodies of water not having that tool right
3: yeah you know like like you know like in texas and stuff like they're not that deep either okay you know and it's you know anywhere like i'm fine fishing like a place unless it's like really deep water like you're near like in the middle of a lake you know and you're you're just finding them on and you're just dropping down you know but uh you know i, I had like a i did have a fish finder for a little while and then like i had to store my kayak outside and some of the wires got all corroded and stuff so i looked up like wires to to, like replace it and they were just as much as the fish finder so (laughs) i kind of i kind of (laughs) like took a little time to get a new one but i just ordered a new one so i've got a pretty sweet setup where i could just like go right onto the gear track come right off so it's gonna make it a lot easier
1: yeah that's what i'm gonna have set up i just got a new kayak myself and uh you know, on my Bob Seaghost I had I had it mounted right there on the center console. Yeah. But uh, which you 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 got the newer, like what? You got the yeah. newer Seaghost. Yeah. Like so,
3: 2019 generation.
1: Yeah. So it's but, got the gear track on the center console on the Seaghost. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, I I had the older model, like the old old yeah, console, yeah, yeah. so I had to like screw it down. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm gonna have mine in the gear track on my new kayak now. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I just ordered like a cell block and a uh, transducer arm, so I could yeah. put it all like all on one piece and just put on the side gear track, just like take it on and off, you know. And I could just take it to the seagulls the the elephant. Everyone would want to take out.
1: Yeah, that's a good deal. Uh, what, what kind of fish finder did you end up going with?
3: It was a uh, lowrance, like Hook Two, I think it was.
1: Is it, is it the like the little the smaller cheaper one the 4x so
3: yeah yeah i think it was like 100 bucks or something yeah that's the Uh, one
1: i got yeah yeah yeah
3: i think you know like unless you're like doing some serious tournaments i think that's all you really need you know
2: well well, i think if you lived for without it for so long and were successful somewhat then that's got to be you know as much as it's hard to do but if you can do it and be successful your confidence level has got to go way up so
3: yeah That, that, you know, that was, like, the problem. Like, when I first moved here, like, I was, like, catching nice fish, especially, like, on top water. Like, that was, like, I was just throwing nothing but top water. And then, like, when fall hit, like, it was, it was like, it went from, like, summer to winter, like, boom, like, overnight.
1: Like, it just, like, it just changed real quick.
3: It went from, like, being 90 to, like, 30, like, real quick. And then, uh, like, I was throwing a jig, and I was, get, I was getting them on the jig, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Like I, they must have went like super deep, and that's when I was like, man, I wish I had a fish finder because like I don't know where like I'm I'm throwing I'm going out here for like five six hours I'm not even getting a bite you know. Yeah,
1: that but, that's uh, actually when I got my fish finder. I got mine around Thanksgiving, and, yeah. Uh, but I, it still didn't do me no good over the winter because I had no idea how to use the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. so I, I've been trying to learn it. Um. But yeah, I feel I feel like I'm I'm getting better with it myself. We just did a episode with Bass Geek from over on YouTube uh, for the last week's episode. So you know lo- he had a lot of good info, uh, learned a lot from him. And uh, where was I going with this? I don't remember. <laughs> I I uh, but but yeah, so. Uh, So, before you know, you're getting a fish finder but don't currently have one. How have you usually been breaking the water down all these different places that you go to?
3: Well, it it seemed like, well, when I first moved here, it was like it was like August, it was like end of August. So, I got like I said, I was just throwing like top water because I knew they were like because I have a good like indicator in my neighborhood because I got like three stock ponds. So I can go out there and throw something. And if they're hitting it, and I'm like, all right, this is gonna work out there. Or if they're hitting top water, they're gonna hit it out there. <laughs> you know, so I, I kind of use like the ponds dude, to kind of figure out where like the bass are gonna be. But um, but you know, like when I first moved here, I was throwing top water, and then I noticed they were stop stopping like not hitting it as much. And then I would move to like a jig, and then like they were nailing the jig a lot in the fall and the winter. Like i couldn't figure it out like it was it was tough for me because i got i went out there and got skunked i mean it was the point where i was just like trying to think of different ways to make videos and stuff because like and like especially since i don't know a whole lot of people here like that could show me how to fish like you know tennessee and stuff so i i do now but i'm still like learning but as soon as like the like i went to florida for a tour in february so i was down in florida for the whole month of february and did like a ton of fishing and then when I came back, it was like March and then April, and that's when it's, you know, it's been starting to warm up, and I've been out there like every other day now, and pretty much, far, like some days, I'll find them like way up shallow, and then like some days, you know, they're like 10, 20 feet down, you know, and I'm just fishing slow, like finesse fishing, but, but yeah, I'm figuring out some certain things that work, and you know, some things that don't, but totally different, like, selection of lures than Florida, <laughs>
1: I way, way. Way. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I remember when uh you were putting out all those videos of you down in florida you know it looked warm down there you oh, catch yeah. fish. i was jealous it was it was yeah. chilly up here yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's,
3: what, that's what's cool about kind of being my own boss like like playing a tour it's that tour like i made a lot of money on played on a lot of really good shows but like the days off like i was going out with guides and stuff you know like that i know we're just like killing it every day like I, I got one guy that he's a guy down there and we'll just go out there and catch like a hundred peacock bass like it's insane oh my like God. he's got like you know it's live bait but you're like slaying like five pounders like every cast. like it's crazy
1: that that's a bucket list of mine those fish look yeah. so cool i i, I want to catch some
3: yeah they fight like a smallmouth too like they're awesome mm. but uh yeah man but starting to figure it out here
1: in tennessee yeah i, I wish i could say the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I i think that y- yesterday I, d- I did pretty good i caught all dinks but you know mm-hmm. I, I got about four in the two and a half three hours i was out there yeah, so, yeah.
3: yeah. i I've got, a, Sunday, I've got
1: a guy i'm supposed to
3: go out with either tomorrow or friday he's got a bass boat he threw, He said he throws around these big eight-inch swim baits. on am priest. Really? So like, yeah. So he's. I'm, I got to break my five-pound curse because, I have, my PB is only like five pounds. I've got like. I've caught bigger smallmouth and peacock bass than my biggest largemouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Yeah, mine is about, is five point six nine. Yeah. And that was out on Stones River.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was, you know, right when I moved here, like I was throwing like a top toad and caught like a five pound bass, and then uh, like the next time I caught like a nineteen and a half inch smallmouth. <laughs> that was like my first experience. I'm like a musky too, so it was like that was my first experience fishing here. And then, uh, <laughs> and then winter came and then nothing. <laughs> so that's when I escaped down to Florida.
1: Nice. So. You, you got the YouTube channel. How long have you been doing that?
3: Uh, I think about two years now. Like it, it's taken me about two years to get monetized and and everything. But now monetized, and I notice like YouTube's kicking me some, you know, some boosts here and there. You know, so it's starting to starting to take off now. I'm noticing, especially here in Tennessee, I'm noticing like all the videos here like seem to get more traffic than down in Florida i think because there's more of a scene for it here really which is surprising I, I think like as far as like freshwater goes there's not a pretty big scene for it down there but i think like offshore like saltwater, there's there's more of a scene but
1: uh wow that's that's really surprising yeah but yeah is. you know
3: that that was another reason why i was pretty happy about like moving here because if you think about it tennessee like as far as like kayak bass fishing like I'd say it's one of the best states, you know, in the country for it. I'd say Tennessee, uh, Florida, Texas, you know. Uh, but Florida doesn't have the scene like it does here and in Texas and stuff. I don't know. You just don't have it. I guess because there's a lot of gators and stuff, too, down in Florida. <laughs> yeah. You know, People like scared That was, that was, a, that was another <laughs> thing, you know. Like, fishing down in Florida, you know, gators are cool. You don't really got to worry about them. But you're always kind of, like, watching your back. You know, and I didn't kind of like that, you know, like it's always, you're always kind of like, you know, keeping your wits about you because there could be like some 12 or 15 foot gator that just pops up next to you. You never know. So.
2: Yeah. You're not the biggest fish in the pond down there all the time. So. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Like like fishing in the Everglades or Lake Okeechobee. Like I'd have to be in a boat. Like I don't want to be on a kayak out there. There's (laughs) dinosaurs out there. It's crazy.
1: I've heard they don't really mess with you as long as you leave them alone, unless it's mating season, then you really want to stay away. Yeah, with
3: I mean, I've went down, like, some skinny rivers with some big gators before, and I, I'll never forget this one time I watched my girlfriend paddle right by, like, a 15-footer, and, a, and it moved a little bit, like, a, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust the big ones. The small ones are cool, but the big ones, you know, they're man-eaters.
1: Yeah, I, I I
3: don't blame nah, you there. No, yeah, me neither. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> small ones are cool. You know, like if they're smaller than me or my size, yeah, I don't worry about them. But if there's like one that's got a head this big. You know, it's
1: <laughs>
3: those things—that's a dinosaur.
1: <laughs> so getting into YouTube, what what would you say was like the biggest struggle, like like uh, first starting out?
3: You know, it's YouTube is a different game now than when it first started because I remember when my artist channel was monetized and it, I only had like 100 subscribers. So, but now since YouTube YouTube got in some kind of like uh, settlement or something and they lost like a bunch of money and now they're they're making people like you can only monetize if you have a thousand subscribers. So the struggle with YouTube is getting that first thousand subscribers and it's really tough like when you first start and it's when you start a YouTube channel you really got to think of it like as a commitment for at least three years because like I'd say like the, the most like disappointing thing about YouTube is you can go and make like a video where you're just slaying them you know. And, like, you put it out, and it only get, like, a couple hundred views. And you're, like, dude, that, that video should be, like, like a million views. That's so much better than a lot of people out there. Like, and that's how YouTube is. But, like, you really got to do, like, your research as far as, like, tagging and, like, the different, like, tools that YouTube gives you. Because, like, I remember, like, last week I spent probably two days just going through every one of my videos. And putting a little thing that pops up with a uh, iTunes link of my music so like whenever like a song is playing on my channel now say it's my song the river or whatever a little thing will pop up and be like download this song on iTunes you know and I had to do that for like a hundred videos and that like took me like two days to do it you know like so like little things like that can go like a long way though but YouTube it's it's a commitment and you got to put out good content it doesn't always have to be giant fish it could be more you know about the b-roll and the adventure and stuff like that you know but uh you know try not to be corny (laughs) try not to uh you know over exaggerate like a catch or something you know because then you might get like a bunch of thumbs down or something uh you know it's i'm still figuring it out but it's starting to take off now no, but the, the thing about YouTube is you got to put out a video at least once a week. So you got to commit to at least three years of putting out, trying to put out a video at least once a week. If you can put out two or three, then that's even better. But if you can put out one every week, then you'll start to see like your numbers like you know start generating because YouTube wants people that are constantly putting out content because they're gonna make money off it. So right. if you put up a video, you say you're like you're hot and you put like five videos up, you know, like your first month and then all of a sudden you you go like a month or two without putting something up, then you're going to fall down the algorithm. Next time you post, no one's going to see it. So you got to like really you know, stick to it, you know, try to do it every week. And and another thing is like every time you put out a video, that's another chance that video could go viral. And I've I've seen it with a couple of mine, like there's like a fly fishing one I've got that all of a sudden just took off and it's got like twenty thousand views right now. So but that was just like a random like my first time fly fishing at the beach, you know, and it was one of those videos where I was slaying them, you know. But I've learned that how-to videos and like reviews are the ones that get the most like views. Like anything that you can make where somebody because if if you think about it Anyone who uses YouTube they use it to benefit themselves like to learn something Mm -hmm. that this is like the careless generation of What's gonna benefit me? So if you could put something out there that's gonna benefit other people like I put out a lot of like kayak reviews and stuff so people go on there discover like a kayak, you know, they're looking into Check out my reviews. Subscribe to the channel. Oh, he's a musician too. I'll go check out his music too. So that's.
2: I mean,
1: (laughs) that's that's kind of like how I did. You know, Mm -hmm. what I found you on Instagram, and then saw like the music thing, and and started checking that out. And you mentioned your song, "The River." I'm really into that song. It's kind of got like a like a almost like an older kind of. I guess a bluesy kind of feel to it, yeah, but it's yeah, kind of upbeat. Yeah, yeah I, I like that song.
3: That's cool.
1: Um, what was I about to say? Yeah, it's like <laughs> the theme song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you got like a really well put together intro as well. Um, did you like have somebody like professional do that for you, or did you put that together, or?
3: So I, I edited that intro and made it myself, but I uh, some of the shots are from some of my music videos and stuff, which right. I've actually had like professional like guys in there and stuff. Like a couple of drone shots where I've hired some guys to get some shots, but that, I just try to take my some of my best clips and just kind of put it into like a 25-second 20, intro, you know, trying to make it badass. You
1: know, <laughs> the, the drone shot, I. I I assume it has to be a drone. That last shot at the end of it, where it's yeah, like it on you, then zooms. Out. Yeah. yeah, that, that that's pretty he, cool.
3: He did like a boomerang of that, where it just like went back and forth. So I just like cut it in half and just had it zoom out. <laughs> but
1: Sweet. And uh,
3: editing's another big thing for YouTube. Like, I've been kind of like editing videos, even like since I was like a teenager. Like even like skateboarding videos and stuff I used to do back in the day. But uh, but as far as that goes, like I, I use um, not Movie Maker, uh, iMovie right now. But I want to I want to invest into something better. But uh, right now, iMovie is kind of doing it for me. Kind of got it down, but it's good to have better tools than that, like Pro Tools, you know. Like,
1: yeah, you can, that you can utilize. But you do have like some pretty good put together videos for you know using. Maybe not state of the art technology, mm-hmm. but something that I did want to bring up. I I, I blinked a minute ago um, after you, after you talking about it. You're talking about how to videos and review videos being big, but it makes sense if you look at like say Tactical Bassin, where mm-hmm. pretty much, like all their videos are how to, and Absolutely. they have like they have what, like a million a million <laughs> subscribers. Yeah they're killing it with that and everybody knows who they are in the fishing world
3: oh yeah they really are i I watch a lot of their videos man they got a lot of good stuff yeah a lot of uh, cool like underwater bass footage and stuff too that kind of yeah they've got the right idea because you know like we were talking about like how to like anyone's going to go on like online to watch fishing videos is because they want to like learn how to catch fish you know or like see how somebody does something So, if you put up, like, a video, like, how to use a wacky rig, you know, like, or something like that, that may get more, like, views than the video of you just, like, you know, ripping lips. So, that's that's kind of, like, how YouTube works. Like, you'll see some, like, some of your videos that are, like, that was an okay video, and then you'll see it just take off all of a sudden. It's, like, why did that one have to take off and not this one, you know? Yeah. Killer. But that's kind of how YouTube works. It's... You know they they'll throw you kickback once you get monetized I've noticed that they'll start like pushing your videos more so you got to get past that 1,000 subscriber and the watch time which takes forever but once you get past that YouTube will start like throwing you some bones because they're gonna make money off it too so but you know I promote a lot through like Facebook groups and stuff too you know you get a lot of haters every now and then but no, I, I just do it because it gets out there and a lot of people discover you that way. But any way to kind of like boost those views, you know, a little bit and try to beat that YouTube algorithm, you know, you want to fall into that algorithm where, you know, it starts taking off and it takes like a few hundred views at a quick rate for it to start taking off, you know
2: did you start out with youtube with that in mind or were you just kind of trying to tell a story or just trying to spread your music and that was a good way to do it or
3: yeah you know like well like i put like a couple like i did a couple videos like on my artist channel and then i kind of like realized like you know i don't want to do it on my artist channel i want to kind of like make something separate and i I was following like some youtubers at that point that i really like like kayak anglers and and then I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do. It. I'm just gonna go out and just film my adventures and put my music out there for people to discover and listen to. And then, and then start like kind of taking off. And then I started getting more serious about it and stuff. And now I think I'm gonna try to start doing some tournaments and stuff. Then like filming oh, my my action during during some tur- tournaments. I've I've always wanted to, like I've done a few tournaments, but I wish I could do more but usually like they're going on during the weekend and that's when i'm playing music and stuff you know right. so that was always you know the hard part or like i had a gig at like like 2 a.m and had to you know have to get up at 6 for the tournament or something so you know that's tough but yeah. but now with this coronavirus thing you know like i want to try to get into it
1: well you know uh kbftn local group they, they got their season opener coming up
3: Oh, I yeah,
1: yeah, believe it's that first week in May. That a guy, uh... Was
3: it Chris, or what was his name? Cass, I think, was his last name. He's, like, he's on the board or something of that. I fished with him the other day he was telling me about it. Yeah. Mike yeah. Cass or something? Matt Cass? Matt Case, I think his name was?
1: Matt Case? I, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. uh... I think yeah. I've seen that name there.
3: Yeah, he's, like, a hovey guy. But, uh...
1: There seems to be a lot of Hobie guys in that group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the,
3: the Hobie guys, you know, they could be cocky because, you know, they got the best. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but do they, though? I do, have, they? do they? I don't know. <laughs> the I mean, new yep. looking pretty nice, you you, know? Well, Well, you know, I just jumped to a Jackson and, you know.
3: Jackson? Jackson.
1: I, you know, I, I kind of feel a little cocky myself now. You know, even compared to the Hobie guys, because like I can uh, I can yeah. instantly reverse. Can you do that? Oh you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> He's yeah. Sean's a Hobie guy. <laughs> yeah. I I do miss that
2: uh, instant reverse. I gotta admit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no,
3: they're cool too, man. I like Jackson too. Yeah, man. I'll I get, love I'll all get, uh, kayaks. They're all cool.
2: Hey, we have our uh, our bass fishing for noobs tournament coming up too,
3: so uh, yeah. if you wanted
2: to join that, yeah, that's that? a month long online. It's online.
3: What? Yeah, yep. i down.
1: I'm
3: down. Then you depth. can Days fish when wide. you want.
1: Yeah, it's it's basically for people that want to start kayak tournaments, and you will know, just kind of dip your feet. It's only like a ten dollar entry fee, that's so. Cool. Uh, in quick plug while we're on the subject, yeah. Um. It starts on the first guy. So when this comes out, you know, you only have a few days left to sign up for that. So make sure you're, if you're wanting to fish that to sign up on it as soon as possible. Um, but yeah. So something I mentioned to you before we started recording is this is what I'm really interested in is you go fishing. You post the pictures of you going fishing that day on Instagram and you have that video on YouTube by, uh, by that afternoon. So how do you go about, do you like mark down like timestamps for your video where you know where to go and pull from or how do you go about editing to get it done so fast? All right.
3: That's a good question. So, usually, like, when I go out, you know, I, I usually go out probably five hours. That's what I try to, you know, make every time. Anything more than that, you just kind of burn out. Unless you're, like, doing a tournament, you need to just, like, cram it in, you know. But, uh, you know, I will go out for five hours, you know, pack up, and then I'll immediately, I'll go home and start editing as soon as I get home. Because I want to edit the video while it's still fresh in my head. Because there's a lot of footage, like, because I try to keep my back GoPro stuff like on the kayak, like always going because you never know what's going to happen. You want to, you want to get it on camera. So there's a lot of footage where it's just me casting and casting and casting and casting, you know, until you finally get something. So I like to edit right away because then I can remember it was around that spot. It was, you know, it was around that, you know, that brush pile or whatever. Like I still have that in my head. So I go to, I go home I immediately get started I pull all the footage go find all the fish I caught you know and then I just get the editing and
2: just try to do it pretty quick I
3: just you know like the timeline throughout the day and I remember going from here to here to here to here and put the intro at the beginning and make a little clip at the end and that's it (laughs) but fishing videos are actually pretty easy to edit they're much because there's not a whole
0: lot of work you got to
3: do because most of the action is just you know coming from the actual footage itself so as far as, like, you know, cutting off stupid stuff you're saying or, or uh, you know, just you don't want to try to keep, like, too much boring stuff in there. Like, if you, if you just, like, put a cat, you casting and casting and you cast, you cast, you're going to turn away. So you want to keep people, like, intrigued, like, in your videos. So I try to, you know, capture all the spots where there's action. And if, if I go out and, you know, I only catch, like, one fish and it's a dink or something, like, then I, I won't make a video there's a lot of days, you know, I go out and it's, you know, not much action. So I, I try not to put out a video, but if there's a little bit of action, then hey, I'll put out like a five, five minute video or something, but try to keep them like above like 10 minutes because you keep, you put, you're able to put more ads and stuff know, if they're about over 10 minutes long and stuff plus people uh, will still stay in tune to the channel and stuff if you have longer videos
1: so what what do you think is that perfect length like you know i I, i've heard people talk about this before Is like what at what point are you are your videos too short or at what point are your videos too long
3: um yeah that's a good question too it depends what you're going for like uh say you're you're doing like an overnight river trip or something um I would make that into two or three parts, you know, and I would make each each part probably 10 to 20 minutes long, you know, and I would so that would be like an actual like, you know, part one, part two, part three video, you know, river, you know, like cooking your food up on the river, you know, riding rapids, you know, like all that stuff. So like something like that, is, I would try to shoot for 45 minutes, like out of three videos or something but if it's just like a spot you're hitting and you catch a few fish or something i'd say five to ten minutes you know ten minutes you could put up two ads instead of one so it makes you more money but uh i personally like watching like 10 minute videos now some of the like longer videos you may not get as many views but they make more money and stuff too but it, it all depends what you're going for you know like i like i have like other videos where we're catching like 55th, you know, so I'll make
1: that a video or something. You know? Yeah. Um, so man, I keep, sorry, I'm, I'm tired. I got up early this morning <laughs> and I've been going all day long, getting stuff done around the house. So I, I just keep on blanking. <laughs> um, so, cam with your cameras how do you manage your camera life like ha, let's say how long will you have actual gopros not the knockoffs right
4: mm-hmm.
1: Go see I, I see i got the knockoffs so mm-hmm. uh, yours might be a little bit what what kind of battery life do you get out of it if you keep it on so yeah i try to use gopros i don't
3: have like a hero eight but i got like a five and a six which you can pick up for like cheap now but i mean they they do everything you need but uh i don't have the best setup as far as battery life goes but what i'll do is i'll charge about six or seven batteries and, and just bring them with me and i keep the back gopro going i've got three and a half hours of memory on that one so i'll keep that one going as much as i can but if i if i'm you know just paddling to like another spot then i'll cut it off you know while i'm paddling but i always keep it on so like if i get hooked up or something i can use the voice control for it to turn on but you you use more battery while you're recording so yeah the less you're recording the more battery you'll have but i mean i'd say you know if you can get 45 minutes out of one battery it's pretty good you know but i I, you know I, i go with like five or six or seven batteries every time
1: you see that's the issue i've been having it annoys me is i don't think about um like the batteries probably dead Mm -hmm. and uh you know i've been trying to do two cameras one of them in the front facing me and one of them on my hat Mm -hmm. and the i've i've rigged up the one on the front to uh to where i going to it so it it's not gonna die mm-hmm. uh the one on my head though, will always forget to check it and i've missed out on a couple decent catches getting it on film from dead battery mm-hmm. so I, I was curious how how you manage that um something i've thought about doing is instead of having one on my head is mount one behind me kind of like you got mm-hmm. and do the same thing i do with the front and have a, a power cable going to it at all times Mm -hmm. that that way both cameras that's the best way
3: for the back camera but i have to say like if you're using like an action hat like i actually find that a a little bit better like as far as like being able to capture shots because you can just keep it on and if you feel like a little bite or something cut it on right away you know as soon as you feel that first bite you know cut it on you know make that like a thing but um but yeah i you know, like, you could buy, like, aftermarket batteries for, like, cheap, like, on Amazon. And when they come with a charger, that charges, like, three or four of them at a time. But uh, that's kind of the way I went. I just bought a bunch of... I'm about to buy some more, too, because I need more memory, <laughs> more, uh, you know, battery. But uh, they, they've lasted a long time. They work just as good as the actual GoPro batteries. So that's what I use.
1: Yeah, see, that's something that I've thought about. I've got three at, at the moment and Mm -hmm. uh i i need to get some more myself for that i'm just trying to decide what i want to do i I do agree with you as far as the head cam because it sees Mm -hmm. everything you see if you turn your head it sees Mm -hmm. that um but for battery life purposes and not having to worry about changing batteries i've been thinking about mounting that in the back
3: yeah I, i i was thinking about getting some kind of cord to keep it rolling too. You know, that way you can avoid changing batteries.
1: The only issue with I haven't that figured is not
3: that set up yet
1: though. Yeah. The issue that I have with that is for the one I have in the front, now remember I have knockoffs so they're not very expensive.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I
1: took I took a drill bit and a drill and drilled a hole in the side so I could uh, yeah. uh the waterproof case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I could run my cord, but now it's not waterproof.
3: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, that's that's the cool thing about, like, the new, the newer GoPros. Like, I think five and up is you don't have to put that case on them. They come, like, waterproof. So, like, they're it's great for, like, and they don't get fog up and everything. They can get really good underwater shots with those and stuff. And they're, they're really durable. I mean, you can get, like, I think they got a Hero 8 now. But, like, a five or six is, like, this four k I mean, I mean, you don't need much more for that fishing. I mean, now that, like, the new ones, like, I'd love to get a new one. They got, I think the new one's got, like, a 360 camera or, like, a 3D. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, you know, there's, like, for, there's like a world, like, like, a circle. Like, it's, like, crazy like that. And then it's got 4K and really good, like, stabilization. That's another, like, important thing, like, it's having that stabilization where, like, it stabilizes itself.
1: Hey, I, I think they're on sale right now, like $100 off.
3: Yeah, you, you could trade in like an old GoPro or something for it, but I don't know. They're pretty expensive. I'd like to get a new one. But the thing is, like, they come out with a new one, like, all the time. Yeah. It's about like a cell a phone. Came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like the iPhone, you know. But having, like, the, the top-of-the-line one, and you know, it does show in your videos and stuff. Right. Yeah anything to you know boost the views
2: was that a process too just upgrading equipment or have did you pretty much start off top end and
3: yeah you know i got i started in a little pelican kayak you know and then you know that's why i got in the vibe because they were a good uh you know like beginner like transition from like beginner to intermediate to pro you know what i mean like you could get like a good kayak for less than a less than a thousand bucks, you know? So, like, I got like my first one was like a Vibe Yellowfin 100, and I still have that thing down in Porta. But you can get them for like 600 bucks, and it's like a little 10 footer, you know, it's a sit on top kayak. That's, you know, good kayak going from like a $200 Pelican, you know, yeah. it's a great transition kayak. And then I got like a Seaghost after that. And then the next one I'm going to get is the Shearwater. So, that's definitely been progressing with that and then with the gopros and stuff like as well like i when i first started it, it was just the hat you know and then when i upgraded like my kayak i went to like the yak attack boomstick on the back and then the Railblazer camera boom 600 you know on the front and then i'll use the action hat too sometimes but trying to if you can get three angles then that's even better but right now i got like two and I I use like a chest cam if I'm doing like boat stuff or bank fishing or something. But definitely always trying to invest in better equipment. That's uh, you know anything I make from road angler I'm just gonna put it right back in the, a new camera or something you know. Right keep on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Got gotta gotta keep investing in it to yeah. help it grow. Yeah. just like any business yeah now now let me talk about the sheer water that you're getting real Mm -hmm. quick because you know i was interested in it there for a little while so what what did you decide to go with are you still going to paddle are you getting the are you getting the uh pedal drive are you getting the bixby motor with it
3: yeah i'm i'm probably not going to get the bixby right away because first off you gotta i think you gotta register your boat you know yeah yeah with that's the motor not, you know you know it's not like that's not a big game changer but those things are pretty expensive you know yeah they,
1: they're like a thousand bucks ain't yeah they?
3: like i think like even more like 1200 or something it's crazy but you know unless you're like pro staff or something with them i don't know it's it's a lot of money to spend but uh but they're pretty awesome they're pretty quick you know and it's pretty cool that the shearwater has that but I'm going to go with the, the pedal drive. I'll probably go with the Vibe pedal drive, too, because it's, it's kind of like the, uh, I guess, the first Hobie drive I've heard, yeah. which, which I guess that one didn't go in reverse, either. That's right. kind of like how the Vibex drive is. But uh, So I'm going to go with that, and then, you know, down the road, you, could, you can actually drop like a Hobie 180 drive in
2: it. I thought I heard that. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: A- so
3: that's pretty cool. And then it's got, you know, it's got the standing purge, and, you know it's it's a cool kayak i mean you know like i get a discount for vibe and stuff so it's gonna help me out a little bit but um i mean i'd say for two thousand bucks you can get a, a pretty damn good pedal kayak
1: yeah you know? i and i it's,
3: actually it's slick looking you know it's got a lot of good options
1: i i i love the layout of the boat like i i, yeah. I think it's got a sweet layout with the rod holders and your. Mm-hmm. Your box holders and stuff and and like i i love all that the one thing that steered me away from going with the sheer water was that drive i wanted something with instant reverse and yeah that. That, 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 that that's the only reason why i i went somewhere else yeah
3: no i hear you on that i mean i think i like the option that you can drive a, you can drop a hobie 180
1: though yeah that is cool
3: so i i didn't know that at first so that was a good uh good thing of them to do that because that's that's a pretty pretty big game changer because you know like i may go with the i may just go straight with the hobie you know i don't know but i, I just ready to get a pedal drive especially like out on the lake oh here. man like it, it, it's a different experience fishing a lake here in tennessee yeah. and down in Florida so I want to have the fish finder the, the pedal drive and then I'll probably sell one of the kayaks I got now to get the shear water but I'll probably keep one of them I may keep the sea ghost or or the yeah. elephant I don't know yet but I keep one of them for like rivers and then the sheer water for like lakes and stuff big bo- big water
1: I see that that's one thing that I really like about this Jackson bite fd I got is it's got that kick. Me too. It's got that kick-up drive, so I mm. can actually still run it in the rivers, and if I hit anything, the drive will just push really? up into the hole. Yeah, it's pretty that's sweet. pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, sorry if I'm ranting about my kayak. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about it, man. It's new. It's interesting. That's,
3: that's cool, man. I'm ready, I'm ready to get in a pedal kayak,
1: too, man. Have you ever been in one before?
3: I never have
1: man yeah i'm
3: sure that's a game changer
1: dude it is it's so sweet yeah i get from point a to point b so much faster something i have noticed myself doing is once i get to where i'm wanting to fish i still paddle a lot i've only been it twice but i'm still pat like doing small adjustments like Mm -hmm. positioning and all that i still use paddle quite a bit
3: yeah yeah I'm, i'm sure um yeah i i'm I gonna i'm gonna like having like the two options where i can because i like paddling too but i you know like just it's gonna help out just getting from like like a one main point to another main point
4: you right know? right You know,
3: or getting way back in a cove or something you know like you know instead of paddle, especially like like i noticed here in tennessee like you get some whipping wind sometimes man
2: oh yeah oh you man.
3: know i I've seen, I've gotten a serious workout lately, like paddling I, out there. Man, so, I go out when it's windy too sometimes.
1: So last Friday I went out there on Priest, and I that was the day I sold my my one thirty. Yeah. And so I wanted to take it out one last time because it was a good kayak. I I really liked that kayak.
3: Yeah.
1: And and uh, man, I I had done crossed an area. The wind wasn't that bad when I went to cross back and go head back towards the ramp. Dude, it was like hurricane winds coming through <laughs> and white waves coming across. So, so like I'm having to paddle against that because I can't just cut straight across. Cause these waves yeah. are going to, they're, they're going to flip me. So I have to like paddle uh, into them and then kind of turn and come back with them. And Man, that was a workout, and oh the, yeah. Hey, the sea the seagulls did do a great job, like just crashing through waves and stuff. Yeah. But but man, paddling through that, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to be so much easier to pedal through that. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, that's what I you know that's what I noticed about my seagulls too. Is is I mean, as far as like you know, current and stuff and like getting bashed around by waves, it handles it like a champ. You know. But it's a little slower than I know. It's like my yellowfin, like the paddle. I'm really?
1: sure like the one thirties like that too. But uh, oh man, the one thirty is. It I don't know. It's just heavy. Yeah. Uh, like it it's don't a little
3: me, too big of a boat for me. I
0: feel
1: like that. That's what I got from it. You know, it, it's a good boat and everything, and you know, I'm a little bit heavier of a dude. I'm like six foot two forty, so I guess it's good for me to have a little bit bigger of a boat but yeah going from little 200 hundred 10 foot pelican to a 13 foot boat yeah Isn't i felt amazing? like i felt like that 11 and a half 12 foot range mm-hmm. was going to be the per the sweet spot yeah and that,
3: that's that's my sweet spot
1: too and i i, I think that's what it is because you know this bite fd's i think it's 11 and a half and that's a good size. It's, it's sweet so far
3: yeah, that, that was one thing about like I've, I've been wondering about the sheer water because it's like I think it's twelve and a half, but uh, but I think it's pretty slick. You know, I don't think it's big. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it it looks yeah. like it'll be a be a pretty good paddling boat.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's got like the best of both worlds there. So, so it's a little on the bigger side, but I feel like I kind of need that too. But I think well, I think my let's see my my yellow fin's like twelve right now but it it feels like so much smaller than the sea sea (laughs) gas guess it's it's different
1: yeah i'm really interested in seeing more on that sheer water once it does come out
3: yeah i've seen like there's a few guys on the team that i've gotten to like get on it and stuff and they they got some sick footage and pictures and stuff but yeah from what i've gotten it like they've with this whole coronavirus thing like they've just been kind of scrambling to get the the parts and stuff so but they're supposed to be getting shipped out like within the next week or something so and we'll start seeing a lot of content coming up i'm sure yeah but i'm excited about
1: that but it looks well, pretty cool well hopefully i'll see it in some of your videos sometime soon
3: yeah i think uh i think once i see everybody on the team getting it i'm gonna be like all right well I guess gotta. <laughs> but, but then i'm then I'm also, you know, kind of looking to see what else they come out with. Cause I mean, they're, I think they're on, you know, they're working on some new stuff too. So, you know, we'll see what they come out with. Well, so I, I may get the second generation of Shearwater. I don't know.
1: Well, see th- this is, I, I don't feel like I'm alone in the whole pedal drive thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like there's been a few people that feel the same way I do. So, I'm interested to see what they come out with too. See if they, you know, decide yeah. to go with a different type of drive uh, yeah. for another bowder. That, or...
3: That's what I was wondering too. Because like, you know, I had like a bunch of like points with vibes saved up, and I ended up just going with a a yellowfin 120 because I was saying like, all right, you know, I'll, I can go ahead and get this kayak now, and then, you know, kind of kick back and see what goes on with the sheer water, and you know, because th- there may be like a bunch of errors or something that they go and patch up.
4: Just like any company
1: would, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, any and new product, you know, you
4: gotta,
1: the market, you know. Yeah, well, yep. any new product, you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have some things that you're gonna have to tweak and mm-hmm. all that. I mean, I, there's probably, you know, the Byte FD, the that model, you know, the Bite we came out last year, but and it it had tweaks. You know, people had some complaints about the seat and yeah. stuff like that. Fixed that byte FD. I'm. I, I hope I don't run into any issues, but I'm sure that some will have some kind of issue. They'll have to correct. Uh, That's any type of new product that anybody yeah, comes yeah. out with. And now, how they yeah. handle that issue is is the main thing, in my mm. opinion, for any company.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially this being like their first pedal drive
1: kayak.
3: Yeah, too, you know so. You know, it's probably not going to be their last one. You know, I wish they'd make, like, a Shearwater that was, like, 10 and a half, 11, like a Shearwater Junior or something. You know, like, that would be perfect, you know, it'll like, 11, I, 11 and a half.
1: I, I could see that in the future.
3: Yeah, you know, I could see them doing something like that. But we'll see. I mean, I've got a – I mean, you know, my, my yellowfin just had a, a hole in it. Like, I, I realized i have probably taken it out, like, five times. And every time I was pulling like a gallon of water out of it, you know, a gallon or two, and I was just like, "What's going on here?" So I contacted Vibe and they sent me a new one. So I've got a brand new elephant just for deck padding and stuff. So I'm ready to, yeah, you know, I got that one to play with for a while. <laughs> but I, I, do want that that pedal drive. It's a game changer, you know. It's, I mean, I get a, a crazy workout, <laughs> you know, paddling around here in Tennessee. So,
1: right yeah well sweet man it's it's been a good talk um
3: yeah yeah man thanks for having me
1: yeah appreciate you coming on here um uh, sean did you have anything that you wanted to ask or bring i was up? just
2: gonna say uh, hey uh, I, you know if you want to go over where everybody can find you and uh yeah we'll sure. definitely plug you as we can so
3: cool yeah so Everyone out there, check out uh, Road Angler TV. That's uh, my YouTube channel where uh, you can check out my fishing adventures, mostly on a kayak, but on boats and stuff, too. And uh, also check out my original music in those videos, too. But uh, if you want to learn more about my artist career and fishing and everything else I do, visit www.jlfolks.com. And uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff jail folks and road angler tv
1: awesome uh you got a uh, you know we've talked about vibe a lot being a sponsor do you have any other sponsors you want to shout out
3: uh gambler lures that's uh, that was kind of like my go-to lure company in florida but now things have changed here in tennessee it's a little different so uh you know i haven't really tried to pursue many sponsors yet but uh, as I'm the sure YouTube you. channel grows and I start getting into tournaments and stuff, I'm going to start reaching out some more. I was, I was planning to go on to uh, ICAST this summer, but uh, I heard they just closed. You yeah,
1: know? yeah, canceled you know? it. I heard that, yeah. too.
3: Yeah, so that was a bummer because I was hoping to pick up some sponsors and do some videos out there and get some water footage. But it will. Well.
1: So, Always next year. Hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Definitely hopefully. Be there next year, so. But yeah, yeah, y'all make sure you go check out JL folks, Road Angler T V, YouTube, Instagram. Check out his new song, I Miss My Truck. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Is that what it's called? I didn't mess it up, did I? I miss my truck, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, check check that song out. And uh yeah, wanna take us out, Sean?
2: All right, guys. Well, thanks for again for tuning in. And um, as always, uh, best fish for noobs for bringing you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Thanks, guys. Let
1: right, everybody. All right.
4: Thank you. Yeah. Go check out the website, guys paddle the letter Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and Finn, at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram, at Paddle and Finn. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products go to catchproducts.com you can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catch board don't forget to go over and pick up your jig master's jigs use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent today don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to